our new bestie has changed how we track our investments. Why have over 400,000 investors chosen ShareSite? It's simple. This online investment dashboard for your investment portfolio supports over 500,000 stocks, ETFs, and funds, plus integrated with more than 200 platforms, ensures your entire investment portfolio is organized and accessible in one place. Move beyond the limited insights from brokerage statements. ShareSite offers a comprehensive view of your financial performance, including analyzed reports, dividend gains, and the impact of currency fluctuations, all through intuitive graphs and visualizations. But here's the best part. For the investee besties out there, ShareSite is offering a special deal. Save four months when you purchase an annual premium plan. It's time to dive deep into performance metrics, streamline tax reporting, and share your portfolio with ease. Join the link in the episode description to sign up to ShareSite now and transform your investment experience. Welcome to Girls That Invest. Today is Monday, which means we're bringing you Money Confessions, a weekly series where you tell us your deepest, darkest money secrets or hot takes. You're joined today by Sim and Sonia, two best friends who have a lot to say. Let's get into it. Hello, Sonia. Hello, Simran. I'm so charged up for this episode. This is like, the th- if someone says, what is that one topic that you could talk about all day long besides money it is this particular conversation that we are about to have so I do apologize if I yell cry or scream because (laughs) there are a lot of feelings associated with this one I'm excited to go through all the range of emotions with you. Let's get started. It's going to be like the five stages of grief. (laughs) Hi, Sim and Sonia. First, I'd like to start with a thank you for all the amazing work that you do for women worldwide. Thank you for empowering me and so many women like me. Oh, this is very sweet. My question is regarding splitting finances with your partner. I cannot usually express my thoughts on this because I'm often met with criticism without people really understanding where I'm coming from. I know how someone splits finances with their partner is a deeply personal thing, but I was wondering, how do I approach this topic with my partner? In my case, I don't agree with the 50-50 splitting principle because I earn less than my partner and do more of the household chores. But if he spends the majority, what if that gives him the right to control me? How do I maintain this balance and my own identity without someone thinking they can control me in this scenario? I understand this is a complex topic, so any thoughts or advice would be greatly appreciated. Again, thank you for all that you are doing. So just to be clear, if it wasn't clear in in this example, this person splits 50-50 with their partner on their expenses, but their partner makes more than them. So the partner is making more, but then she is doing more of the domestic work at home, but the finances are still being split 50-50, things like rent. I think as time goes on, you realize that things aren't as black and white as they seem. Case in point, we did a money confession about you know, my boyfriend stays like a two nights a week or three nights a week and my roommate wants to charge $90 for it. Old Sonia would have been like, charge that man. New Sonia provided a different perspective in that episode. And I think for me in this situation, I completely agree with her having reservations around if he is a higher income earner, the 50-50 is not fair. Like, especially when you've already clarified that you do a little bit more of the housework and you earn less than your partner. 
I agree with you in that sense of you're going to have to figure out and be a little bit more creative with splitting that. Like I wonder if there's a way to split expenses based on percentages and to maybe do it that way. What are your thoughts? I think before we get into the solutions, I just want to have a chat with you on your thoughts around. Oh, sorry. I'm just, I'm just like, this is how we fix your problem. (laughs) Right now. Like, let's go. Four minutes in. This is how it's done. (laughs) Let's go. Let's go. This is too serious (sighs) for any of our opinions. (laughs) (laughs) Apologies. Carry on. (laughs) I want to know what your thoughts are on the whole idea that I have this thing where I had a friend tell me she's very successful, very intelligent, probably more successful than like you and I put together. So we can only imagine like she's like a Forbes 30 under 30, like da, 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 da. This woman was telling me that when she's in relationships, when men make more than her, she feels like she has to take on more of the domestic responsibilities. And when she dates men that make less than her, she feels like the responsibilities are equal. And I was like, why does that happen? And she just said, like, she feels like she has to bring more to the table. So she takes it up by taking up domestic responsibilities. And that was really interesting for me to hear. And I've thought about that a lot. And it's almost played out in this example where this girl has gone, I don't know if this is like a conversation they've had or if this is just how things have fallen, but he's made more. So I have picked up the domestic chores at home. What are your thoughts on that? I feel like my thoughts are everywhere right now with like that situation because I think it's interesting that she thinks that when her partner makes less than her, then it's equal, not they do more of the housework like she's put herself in that position of if her partner makes more than her. So I wonder why there's that divide there. I think everything goes to what culture you're part of, how you were brought up and like almost what society tells you because like that's just patriarchy and misogyny to a certain extent where you feel like as a woman you're taking on more of the domestic side of things already off the bat you're just assuming that is expected of you and that's the tasks that you want to bring to the table when they could be in a completely different wavelength or they might just expect that from you already which is another conversation (laughs) I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? I feel very, I hate using interesting because I feel like I use interesting as like (laughs) an adjective for everything. So I'm trying not to use that word, but I think it's like such a interesting perspective on how she deals with that. I just think that it should never be an expectation that if you make, if one partner makes more, the other should just be expected to pick up the domestic chores. Like that is an assumption that if one person makes more money, they have less time and energy or capability for domestic work. I think it's almost like, in my opinion, a bit sexist because it's like, oh, well, if you only make $70,000 a year and I make $100,000 a year, you're probably going to be more free and more time to do the laundry, right? Like that is not the case. I think it should come down to time. Like who is busier? Is one of you in a big four and you've just started and you might only be making $40,000, but you're working 80 hours a week and the other of you, you know, a manager in a smaller firm that's boutique and you're making a lot more money, but you only work 40 hours and there's no like take home work like then it kind of makes sense who's going to take up more responsibilities and it's not the person that makes more or less it's the person that has more free time so that's where I stand on that 
And in this case, what she's asking is how does she approach this topic with her partner and she's worried about him controlling her. This is my very controversial take. If you are worried that your partner is going to control you if there's a financial imbalance, it's almost like you're saying, I think they have innate behaviors where they're going to be controlling me. And right now they haven't controlled me because I am making my own money. And once that money shield goes away, their true personality comes out. And I feel like you need to address that because that might not be true about them at all, or it could be true about them. And that's your like gut feeling that you're stressed about. Like I'm protected by money as opposed to I have a partner with a great personality that respects my contribution and would never control me financially. Mm. For business owners, every transaction is more than just a swipe of the card. It's the culmination of your hard work, dedication and commitment to your customers. That's why I'm excited to share with you a game-changing solution that's simplifying the way businesses like yours accept payments. Introducing Tap to Pay on iPhone powered by Stripe. Contactless payments has never been easier. You can seamlessly accept contactless payments directly from your iPhone and the best part, there's no additional hardware required. Think about it, from local pop-ups to global retailers, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe cater to businesses of all sizes, empowering them to accept payments right from their iPhones. It's a game changer for businesses looking to scale quickly and stay flexible with quick setup that takes minutes, not days. So how can tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe benefit your business? It's simple, increased revenue, expanded reach and enhanced customer experience. It's a win, win, win. To learn more about how tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe can transform your business, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone today. I think a lot of the times we think this way is out of fear and then we make mm. fear-based decisions. And I think communication is always the best way to go about it in terms of, hey, there's just a few things that have been playing on my mind that I'd love to chat to you about because I completely agree. I think you're putting a personality on this person and you've also in your head said multiple things about you just because you earn less than your partner. So you're also mm -hmm. confirming a few biases that you have about income and income structures. And I think you need to reflect on that and why you think that way. And two, I think addressing with your partner firsthand before your mind runs haywire or you go online and you're seeing all these stories, which I think people share stories because they want to protect other people and save another person from going what they have gone through. But sometimes I think that people push their fear on you as well mm. and they push things onto you that aren't even happening or like red flags that come up that aren't red flags. They just haven't been addressed or you haven't talked about it or like they're not a big deal, but then they'll inflate it to a bigger deal. So I think, first of all, it's good that you're already thinking about having a conversation with him because I think it's so important. And just to go back to what you said before, I also agree with you and I just want to say that on record for you should never just assume based on income, like this is how you divvy up like household responsibilities. Sometimes like this 50-50 thing really riles me up because I'm like, some days you're just going to do a little bit more than your partner. Like one week you might do the washing, the next week they might do the washing. It is dependent on time. But I think when you like put people in these boxes, it's like, that's your partner. That's supposed to be your life partner. You're supposed to want to do these things with them and you're supposed to want to figure that out and you're supposed to want to 
like care about them you know I think that's what being in a relationship with someone and then where does it go whereas like you're not in a relationship you're just like treating him as a roommate or like I don't know where does the romance go in all of this I'm kidding where's this (laughs) I'm kidding I think yeah it shouldn't be expected from you I think that each dare I say a day or like week to week sometimes it's going to be 70 30 sometimes it's going to be 50 50 sometimes it's going to be 60 40 and it depends on time but three you shouldn't be afraid to have a conversation with your partner about how you feel and if you prolong the conversation or you just go along with it because you assume that that's what they want from you and you're not speaking up it leads to built-up resentment which could lead to bigger issues in the future so have a conversation now sweetie I think if you can have that conversation with them, lay out your fears, be honest and use the C word, like be like, I'm worried that I will be controlled. I think that is such a strong emotion that should hopefully get them to understand the weight of your worries. And I think the right person in your life would help you understand that it would help put those fears to rest or share their point of view where you can understand where they're coming from and you actually work out like a really good plan. I would also hope that since you feel that way as well, that you would feel empowered enough to keep a bank account for yourself if that is a really real fear that you have and that you put money into that and you include that in your budget of having this money that it's not a secret account. It's not a hush-hush account. I don't think it should be kept secret. I don't think your partner should have a problem with you keeping a separate bank account. You don't need to merge absolutely everything as you work through these fears and work through that communication and like those conversations. So it's not all or nothing, you know? It really isn't. And I think it's so good to have this conversation early on because I'm from these conversations. It doesn't sound like you are married. It doesn't sound like you have a home together or children together. And these are going to be examples where you will have more difficult conversations around money. So to start now and have that foundation sorted when those other milestones, if and when those ever come, you're just going to be more prepared because you've had the hard-hitting money conversation so early on. So it's never a bad time to start talking to your partner about money. I don't think it's a bad time to talk to anyone about money. Maybe your <laughs> boss on like a hard day when you're like, hey, can I have a pay rise? And they're like, we just have like had had to, to lay off. off 20 people. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Look, I also just want to take a moment to completely validate your feelings. These fears don't come out of nowhere and the way that you think about things don't come out of anywhere, which is why I think reflection is always a good idea. So don't be too hard on yourself. This could potentially be an easy solution of just talking to your partner. So breathe. 100%. All right. Now that's probably a good place to wrap it up if you have a money confession that you want to share or a question that you want answered send us an email at hello at girlsandvest.com or send us a dm and you may just be featured in next week's episode until next time sonia till next time sim bye bye and as always to finish off with our disclaimer girls that invest does not provide personalized investing advice for your individual needs we are not financial advisors the advice from girls that invest exists for educational purposes only and should not be relied upon to make an investment or financial decision advice from girls that invest is general in nature and does not consider individual circumstances always do your research and please use your due diligence